0: So, tonight we're going to be reading from the book of Acts, chapters 3 and a little bit of chapters 4. So, from 3 verse 1 to chapter 4 verses 12. Now, Peter and John were going up together to the temple complex at the hour of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. And a man who was lame from birth was carried there and placed every day at the temple gate called Beautiful, so he could beg from those entering the temple complex. When he saw Peter and John about to enter the temple complex, he asked for help. Peter, along with John, looked at him intently and said, Look at us. So he turned to them, expecting to get something from them. But Peter said, I don't have silver or gold, but what I have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. Then taking him by the right hand, he raised him up. And at once his feet and ankles became strong. So he jumped up, stood and started to walk. And he entered the temple complex with them, walking, leaping and praising God. All the people saw him walking and praising God. And they recognised that he was the one who used to sit and beg at the beautiful gate of the temple complex. So they were filled with awe and astonishment at what had happened to him. While he was holding on to Peter and John, all the people, greatly amazed, ran toward them in what is called Solomon's colonnade. When Peter saw this, he addressed the people, Men of Israel, why are you amazed at this? Or why do you stare at us as though we had made him walk by our own power of godliness? The God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus, whom you handed over and denied in the presence of Pilate when he had decided to release him. But you denied the holy and righteous one and asked to have a murderer given to you. You killed the source of life whom God raised from the dead. We are witnesses of this. By faith in his name, his name has made this man strong, whom you see and know. So the faith that comes through him has given him this perfect health in front of all of you. And now, brothers, I know that you did it in ignorance, just as your leaders also did. But what God predicted through the mouth of all the prophets, that his Messiah would suffer, he has fulfilled in this way. Therefore, repent and turn back, so that your sins may be wiped out, that seasons of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send Jesus, who has been appointed for you as the Messiah. Heaven must welcome him until the times of the restoration of all things, which God spoke about by the mouth of his holy prophets from the beginning. Moses said, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your brothers. You must listen to him in everything he will say to you. And everyone who will not listen to that prophet will be completely cut off from the people. In addition, all the prophets who have spoken, from Samuel and those after him, have also announced these days. You are the sons of the prophets and of the covenant that God made with your ancestors, saying to Abraham and all the families of the earth, we will be blessed through your offspring. God raised up his servant and sent him first to you to bless you by turning each of you from your evil ways. Now as they were speaking to the people... The priests, the commander of the temple police and the Sadducees confronted them because they were provoked that they were teaching the people and proclaiming the resurrection from the dead using Jesus as the example. So they seized them and put them in custody until the next day since it was already evening. But many of those who heard the message believed and the number of the men came to about 5,000. The next day, their rulers, elders and scribes assembled in Jerusalem with Annas, the high priest, Caiaphas, John and Alexander and all the members of the high priestly family. After they had Peter and John stand before them, they asked the question, by what power or in what name have you done this? Then Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit and said to them, rulers of the people and elders. If we are being examined today about a good deed done to a disabled man, by what means he was healed, let it be known to all of you and to all of the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, whom you crucified and whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing here before you healthy. This Jesus is the stone rejected by you builders, which has become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to people, and we must be saved by it.
1: Hello, everybody. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to get your Bibles open, get them open. It's always good to have it there. And there's an outline, um, and so uh, use an outline if that helps you listen. Whatever helps you do that. I know I keep saying it, but it's so easy to be distracted and then to uh, not really hear what God says. And so do what helps you remember. Uh, I know some people who, who fill in these notes and they keep it in a Bible particularly. Their Bible's getting quite fat now and uh, they've got all these notes to help them uh, read it as they read through it. So uh, that's good. It's a great attitude. Let me just pray. So please share a prayer with me and then let's have a look at God's word. Our loving Heavenly Father, again, we ask that you would speak to us through your word, by your spirit. Uh, please give me the right words to say. Uh, Lord, help us to listen. And, Lord, may we just love you, uh, may we believe you, and may we live for you. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, I used to think uh, that everyone uh, naturally were reasonable listeners. If you asked me, I would have said, I'm a fantastic listener. And uh, I say that with great confidence because my wife is not here tonight. Um, uh, you know, a great listener. And uh, But as you go through life, lots of things happen that make you wonder if that's true. Uh, so I did a course on listening. And you realise it's hard to listen properly and actually listen to what someone else is saying and understand it. It means you need to engage, you need to listen carefully, Sometimes you've got to check that what you heard was right and it actually takes energy and effort to actually listen to someone so that your conversation isn't just a bunch of people misunderstanding one another and not really caring. Uh, I, you know, being a minister a long, long time, you know, and we say talk about the sermon afterwards, you know, just something. Really part of that's about really saying, Well, if you love Jesus, let Him get out your mouth. But it's also saying, "Did you listen? Did you listen? Taking notes is about it's about are you trying to listen or are you really not? Because you know we won't trick God in the end. Um, You know we need to be people who listen. Um, And when I had kids, I used to naively think that I'd said it, they'd heard it. I learned very quickly that you had to say, tell me what Daddy just asked you to do. And if I had a dollar for every time they could tell me, I wouldn't have a dollar. <laughs> anyway, and so listening is really important. And so tonight, as we head to this part of God's Word, what I want us to think about and realise is this is, again, why we should listen to Jesus why it is the most important thing you can ever do for now and forever and why those sitting near you should listen and you should help them and why it really, 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 really matters. So let's remind ourselves about that again. On the outline you'll see I've summarised this familiar passage with the sign, the sermon and the save. So I hope I encourage you... I ask you to listen to Jesus because it is the most important thing you'll do. Why? The sign. Well, uh, what happened is we we heard in a story uh, that there was a miracle done by Peter and John, uh, the apostles. Uh, they've, they've walked into going into the temple as a bloke there begging. And he says, "Can really?" He's saying, "Can I have some money, really?" And they haven't got any money. And they say, "Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I know." Any of those who have done Sunday school, no, there was a song we we learnt. You know, "Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee." Is there any old people in this room at all? Someone nod. John will nod. Yeah. Who's heard this song? That's good. Who hasn't heard this song? You are abused children. Okay. Now, silver and gold have the number, such as I have I give O thee, in the name of Jesus Christ, get up and walk, and he went out leaping and praising God, and off he went in the name of Jesus. And so what we have is a miracle. Now, what uh, one of the things that happens with the Bible is a lot of people who grew up in my generation and before would know this song and know this story like lots of people know stories from the bible they know about Noah and his ark and they know about you know Jonah and the big fish and they know about Goliath and his big sword but what good is knowing a story if you don't know what it's about and what you're supposed to do with it and that's sort of what happens with stuff like this we can know the story be very familiar but it's more important to know what it means than the story well you need both because it helps but it's the, the actual meaning that's really really important so what's the What's this miracle doing in the Bible? Well, what it's actually doing is it's, it's being a sign. Miracles, all miracles are signs. Sometimes the Bible wants us to particularly notice that they're signs. That is, they're signs, they're pointers to help us understand stuff. And what they're doing ultimately is that they are pointing to Jesus. That Jesus is alive, that Jesus is God, that he is working, uh, that he is the one that is again being highlighted. Jesus was a person who did miracles for three years. Uh, they got him and they killed him, but he rose again from the dead and he is the one who is still working, though he's ascended to heaven. Jesus is the one who did miracles. He is a miracle, it reminds us of Jesus. But what it's particularly doing is it, it's highlighting that the apostles now speak for him. The apostles are the ones who are going to pass on Jesus' message. God has given them the power to do miracles, to remind them of Jesus, say he is the one, that these are the guys that we should be listening to because these are the guys who are going to speak for Jesus, who are going to write the Bible and who are going to start the church, kick off the church. Uh, as we know it, and which we're a part of. That is, the church is going to be started in a big and miraculous way. And these are the guys that you need to listen to. But not because these are the guys you should listen to, but because these are the guys that Jesus has given authority to, to represent him and to get his message across. uh, So that uh, we can hear about Jesus, know about Jesus and respond to him. And the big thing about miracles and the big thing about this miracle is that we must listen to the apostles, but really we must listen to Jesus, which is why I started the way that I started. We must listen to him. It's pointing him out. It's like a signpost. God, God, God god supernatural it's real death is not the end god god it's another one of those it's been put into the bible and it 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 affected people the guy who got healed was very affected by it i'm sure he went away praising everyone's looking at him people went and said isn't that the guy who can't walk and they're impressed and they all gather together and it draws people into a crowd but it's all so that they will listen to jesus so they won't ignore Jesus. You can do anything you want, but don't ignore Jesus is really what the Bible is saying over and over again. You will regret it forever and ever and ever if you ignore this person. This is the one you've got to listen to. That Fade out on a teacher. Fade out on Greg. Fade out on your wife. Don't fade out on your mum, though. Dad, you'll be okay, but mum, don't do that. Don't fade out, but don't fade out on Jesus. You see what I'm saying? It's pointing. It's a sign Look, 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 listen to what he did. Listen to him through the apostles. But what happens with a sign, even though it's going, listen to him, you still need it explained. And so what happens is it goes from the sign to the sermon. You see, the Bible will never make sense without the sermon. You you might like the singing and you might like the praying and you might like the everything, but you've got to learn to like the talks, even if we aren't so good. It, we need to listen because it is, it is the explanation of the Bible that God uses for us to get it right and to understand it. I like the way uh, Pre sort of uh, reminded us about the creed so that we'll know, we, we sing the creed, know the creed so you know when someone's a false teacher or trying to tell you something wrong. Um, you need to know it, the, the talks are what helps us to, to, to know what God wants us to know, to do what God wants us to do, to believe what God wants us to believe, to hold on to what Jesus says so that we will understand uh, just what it is that he wants. And so what happened and what's happening at the time, and remember we're still working our way through Acts, is this healing uh, is coming and it's really the second big thing that we're seeing is happening after the Pentecost uh, after the time the spirits come into the last stage of what God's doing in history. And and what happens is this causes such a commotion, this healing, uh, that, that a whole bunch of people come along. There's a lot of people. And now they're going over to the portico, which is a part of the temple, which is really big because it's a whole... Many, many thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. And now we know that the church, that 3,000 have been saved at Pentecost, and probably 3,000 men, which means about 12,000 people, and they're meeting in the temple, and this is the place where they were meeting. And so the people have followed Peter and John over to the spot where they are, and there's probably a lot of the church there uh, meeting people who have already responded to Jesus, and then he explains to them what's happening so they'll get it right. And what does he do? Guess who he talks about? Jesus, close, close. If I had lollies, you'd get half of one. I'd suck it first and give it to you. And that is, and that is that is it's, it's sort of, it's always about Jesus. And remember what we did a few weeks ago? What does the spirit do? The spirit comes on people. God, the spirit makes people alive. But what do they do? They focus on Jesus, focus on Jesus. And so here he is, Peter gets up and he focuses on Jesus. And what he does in the message is he does what all of us should do is they go to Jesus and talk about what we call the gospel, the good news about Jesus' life, death and resurrection. He does that but he does it in a way for this audience because this is the audience were there when Jesus was killed. These are the people who know that this stuff happened. These are the Jews, and so he will do it in a way that's written for them. We won't always do it as if everyone is Jews. We weren't there, but uh, he will take this same message. It won't change. The context will. And what he says to them, which he'd say to us too, is don't be amazed by miracles. If there's a God, he can do anything. Define anything. He can do anything. Don't be surprised by miracles. These are just there in the Bible to point him out. Uh, He's made sure he's got them. Don't be surprised by it because there's a God and this is what he does. He's turned up in history. There are a focus of miracles on Jesus, including, well, particularly his resurrection. But don't be surprised by miracles. If there's a God, there's going to be miracles. If there's no God, there's no miracles. And so he's saying don't be surprised by a miracle because there is a God, and as we read it uh, in the Bible, what we are seeing uh, that we are seeing they were there, and these are the eyewitnesses who saw it. But this is here so that we could experience the sign, so that we'll know that God's there, so that we will listen to the message. And here's the message. That is, he's delegated his power to the apostles who were going to speak for them. And what he says is, Jesus did heaps of miracles when you read about them. It's ending up focusing on him. He is the one. He is the Messiah. He is the Son of God. He's the one that God promised. And miracles are pointing to him out. Every time you read the Bible, he's being pointed out, pointed out, week in, week out. Every time you open a Bible, point out, listen to him, listen to him, listen to him. Don't ignore him. Don't look at that. That's what it's all about. And he says... These, we were eyewitnesses of what he did. We're eyewitnesses of the miracles. We're eyewitnesses of his resurrection. Uh, And we've been uh, raised up by God to tell people so that uh, ultimately be written in the Bible this Jesus was a servant of God who did what God wanted, uh, who achieved God's plan and purpose to save people. Uh, he is the source of life, which is really sort of double-ended in saying that he's the one who created us. God is the one who uh, created the world through him, through, uh, and he is the one who will give us life with God through going to the cross. He's the source of life with God rather than death with God. He is the one we should listen to him. Uh, He was the one that these people that he was talking to handed him over to be killed. They rejected him, though he was innocent. Though Pontius Pilate said he was innocent, these guys handed him over to be killed. They didn't listen to him. um, But God rose him from the dead uh, because uh, he was innocent, because he achieved what God planned and predicted. And because he's God, the son, Uh, people are witnesses to it. here he is. And he says the reason that this man is healed was because Jesus is really God. Because we trusted Jesus. He's the one who's doing it. We're pointed to Jesus, not to ourselves. He's the one back to the same place. It's all about Jesus, the one who was killed, the one who rose again from the dead. And then he says something very interesting. What he says is, now they were ignorant. You didn't know what you were doing. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, but but they didn't probably understand really what they were doing, and he's being reminded of it again. But they were still guilty for what they did, and he's calling them to respond. Now, here's where we've got to stop for a minute and get a little bit uncomfortable. That is, Jesus will never be good news, will never become someone that you can't ignore till you understand how guilty you are. A lot of people don't like this about the Bible, uh, but what the Bible does as we come under what God says is it convicts us of sin. It shows us that none of us have a hope. And what Bible will teach is that we are guilty of putting Jesus on the cross because Jesus went to the cross for sin. You sin, I sin, he went there for sin, I put him there. I oppose God. I ignore what God says. Even when I'm trying, I fall short. My sin, your sin, put him there, and we are guilty. We, like them, put him on the cross. If we don't understand that, then we'll never, ever understand his love and his kindness and his goodness and the great thing that he did for us, but you've got to understand you're guilty. It's really not hard to make people guilty, and and that's why I go back to listening again. What you do, you can make yourself like. it. Just don't listen. There's nothing really wrong. There is no Ten Commandments. There is no rules. You can really do what you want and it doesn't matter. And God will forgive everything you do. Just don't listen to what he says. Don't ever. You've got to let the Bible convict you first. So that you'll run to Jesus and go, wow. To understand that no one's going to get there by what they did, but what he has done. And so we've got to understand that we are guilty, that you are guilty. There is no good people. Uh, have a look at verse 26. And look at the way he puts it in a quite a negative way that Jesus also says somewhere else. Verse 26, God raised up his servant and sent him to you to bless you by turning each of you from your evil ways. Remember Jesus said, you who are evil know how to do good gifts for your children. You who are what? If we don't understand that what the Bible means by evil is not that we are rapists and murderers. What, what evil means is we are selfish, self-focused, God-opposing. I will do what I want and whatever I'm doing is what I want. I'll believe what I want. If we don't understand that that makes us evil that it was what I want, not what God wants, will never understand that we put him on the cross and we are in big doo-doo. And so he wants us to know that we are guilty, but what happens is Jesus loved us so much, God loved us so much, that he went to the cross to pay the punishment for my sins and your sins that it was he loved us so much that he was willing to go there to make a way so that you and i will not get what we deserve from god for our selfishness for our evil ways for our opposition to his rule over our lives and in in, and it's a truth that says that it wasn't the nails that held jesus there he's god he could have Call down a million angels, he could have splatted everyone, he could smite the. he could do whatever he wanted, but the nails didn't hold him. That was just the plan that he would suffer for us, but it was love. It's love that held him there. He's thinking about you and I when he's on that cross. And, and so what is shared uh, by, Peter, by Peter and John is, is the gospel, the good news based on the bad news that our sin put in there. Now, most of us know that Andrew Kukuka from this service is in hospital. And if you've been getting the prayer points, you've been praying for him. And he's had a bad affection in his foot. And he, uh, you know, for a bunch of other things, it's dangerous for a person uh, 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 who has diabetes. Thank you just went blanked out of my head and and then and then while he's in there uh, you know struggling with, with with you know getting this cleaned up and getting it done they find out that there's golden staff on him now that, if you don't know anything about golden staff that's one of these d- These sort of super bugs that sort of get developed in hospitals that are really bad to get. Very, very dangerous. Golden staff, silver, things of silver and a bronze one. They're all sort of different levels. You don't want to get golden staff. It's nearly unbeatable. and, And if you're in a bad way, it can take you out. So it's really bad that we hear in a prayer point that they found golden staff on his leg. You don't want that staff to get into the wound because then terrible things could happen. Lose a foot, lose a life, lose everything. And so we've been praying for him. But as bad as golden staff is, what God wants us to know is we have a much worse disease, a much worse infection, and what we have is we have the sin disease that if we don't get it cured, it is going to send us to hell forever. We need to get it fixed, and there's only one place we can get it fixed, and that is Jesus. In Him, He will fix our disease. He will take the punishment we deserve But he will, by his spirit, give us a new heart so that we will stop loving sin, stop loving our disease, that we will turn away from it as he brings us this healing, as he begins to turn us away from sin to become the people that he wants us to be. And so uh, in verse 19, he tells us what to do as he shares the gospel. Here's the sign. Here's the message. What do you do? Verse 19. Therefore, repent, turn back so that your sins may be wiped out, that seasons of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Repentance just means stop opposing him. Call God to forgive you. Uh, Call God to help you and then refreshing will come, often talking about the Holy Spirit, that life will be better with the Holy Spirit, but also that God's going to begin this clean up of the disease that we have. The consequences have been paid for by Jesus, but now a new heart and a new work in us by the Spirit to start making us turn away from sin and hate sin and become more and more like Jesus till ultimately when we go to heaven, there'll be no sin in our life at all. This is what the times of refreshing uh, sort of is taking us in that direction. And so he's calling us to repent, realize we put him on the cross, repent, uh, hold on to him, uh, realizing that God wants to, to deal with this terrible, terrible disease that we have that will kill us with God if we don't come to Jesus. But here we come to also the mark of how that will look. Now, look at verse 22. Moses said, The Lord your God will raise, up, uh, will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your brothers. Talking about Jesus. You must listen to him in everything he will say to you. And everyone who will not listen to that prophet will be completely cut off from the people. Did you hear what God said? You must listen to Jesus. This will be the sign that you are his friend and forgiven. You must listen to him through the apostles, through his word. If you don't listen to him, you will be cut off from God's people. Now, there's a hint here, of course, talking about that the Jews are going to be finally rejected by God and the curses of God are going to come on. But it comes down to all of us. It's, it's not how good you are, it's are you listening? He's done it all for you on the cross. He promises forgiveness and change. And he calls us to be people who listen to Jesus. The sign was the healing. This is the person you don't ignore. The message is about Jesus and what he did on the cross and his death and resurrection. The call of the message is to repent, to stop opposing him and to listen to him. And this will be the mark of those who are forgiven. They will be people who listen to him through the apostle, through his word. And lastly, we come to the save. Why do we listen to him? Yes, so we respond, but so that we are very clear on how God saves people ultimately as he comes to uh, one of the great summary verses of the Bible. Um, What we notice first in chapter 4 in the save is, first off, that the religious leaders do not want a bar of Jesus. They do not want to listen to him. And again, I remind you that religion is not what he wants you to be. He doesn't want you to be religious. Religious people don't want Jesus. They want to believe what they want to believe in the way that they want to believe it. They wanna. say, the God, I believe in. I don't believe that. That's what religious people do. It's just another way of saying, I won't listen to you. I went to uh, Brian Hall's church yesterday and spoke to their men's breakfast. And uh, I ended up speaking to one guy, uh, a professor, who uh, you know, is basically a liberal. And we had a great big long chat about you know, Schweitzer and uh, his view on... And really what he wanted in the end was he wanted Jesus, but he didn't want to listen to the Bible. He wanted to get Jesus some mystical way that won't affect the way that I live my life. But you can't have Jesus without listening to him. You can't have Jesus without the Bible. This is how God comes to us through his words and we are to listen to him. And so the religious people don't want to listen to Jesus. They want to go to heaven. Of course, who wants to go to hell? Go to heaven, of course. And they want it to be on their own terms. All I have to do is whatever I make up. Whether it's religious or not religious, just believe in him, be good, be religious, turn up every now and then. But it is by listening to Jesus and stopping opposing him with God working his life through the Spirit, changing us. That's how God does it. A religion does not like him. Uh, We're told, though, that, that as people heard this, as they heard the sign as they saw the sign, heard the message, 5,000 people were added that day. There's now 5,000 men. It's either 5,000 new or they're adding the three from Pentecost and adding another 2,000, and they're counting men. So there's 5,000 men and their wives and their kids. The church is getting awful big. God is So people heard, they heard it, and they repented, and they stopped opposing Jesus, and they asked God to have mercy on them. So 5,000 were added to the church. When we're saved, God saves us to the church. Through Jesus, he gathers us into groups. And then uh, Peter and John are put into jail and uh, they get to have their day in court and they stand before the authorities and the authorities go, by what power did you heal this man? And they say, Jesus. And so listen to the last bit just to finish up from verse 10. Let it be known to all of you and to all people of Israel That by the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, whom you crucified and who God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing here before you healthy. This is Jesus. This Jesus is the stone rejected by you builders, which has become the capstone. That is, he is the one you've got to listen to, but you've rejected him. And therefore, this is what we need to know. Verse 12, it's a memory verse. It's worth the toilet door or in the pool room. There is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to people by which we must be saved. All religions do not lead to God. You can't just pick and choose the bits that you want and go to heaven. You must stop opposing Jesus and listen to him. And ask to him and come to him for forgiveness for there's no other name. Some people get really angry that there's only one way to God. It's exactly the opposite. You should be so glad that there is one. way. There's one name that you can call out on by which you can be saved. Uh, And if you're not sure that you are saved, please do life course. We started again. One starting on a Thursday very soon. Uh, But there is one name that we can call out on. So what's this all about? It's again reminding us of why we should listen to Jesus and don't play games with him. The sign points out Jesus as the powerful, authoritative one who speaks through the apostles, who ultimately will give us the Bible. Uh, The message that they give us is one of great news that Jesus was killed and rose again from the dead for us and that those who repent and turn to him will be forgiven and stop opposing him. And the great news is there is a name that you can call out on. If you've never called out in that name, please, please uh, look into it. And if you have, be so thankful that you have a God and friend like that.